0: This week I'm recommending The Color of Law by Richard Rothstein. Heralded as a masterful and essential history of the modern American metropolis, The Color of Law is a groundbreaking investigation into how US governments in the 20th century deliberately imposed racial segregation on metropolitan areas nationwide. Uh, I recommend this book completely. I'm I'm only partway through it right now, but it's just really opening my eyes in a way that I I really feel is important but also like sad that it's only happening for me at at 29 years old and something that I think really needs to be discussed way more in this country because as you know in order to pass on generational wealth you have to be able to uh, the easiest way to do it in America is to build uh, to to own property and if you're not allowed to own property due to uh, factors outside of your own control that are that are allowed by the government to happen then you there's no you can't you can't bring an entire it's all just really frustrating anyway I definitely recommend you read it it's very good um uh, very well written um and not too terribly not too terribly long it's only like uh let me see it's like three hundred pages so you know uh, uh shorter than uh books four five six and seven so there you go um okay so that's what I recommend thanks guys bye Previously on Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials.
1: I bet he has a whistle that he uses to call Hedwig to him.
0: Very fun trap I mean, family, he has a whistle.
1: If you're. Yeah. <laughs> Lisel, Friedrich! Friedrich! <laughs> Louisa! If Remus Lupin yeah. really truly looked me dead in the eye and was like, you have to wade across this pool, I would be like, I'm telling everyone you're a werewolf. <laughs> Do you think that the that the wizarding world recognizes the monarchy? Not since Merlin, who served King Arthur.
0: Arthur.
2: Okay. I that don't was know. was the last time.
0: Do they sing "God Save the Queen"?
2: No. the um, the, the national anthem of the wizarding world is "Double, Double, Robin, <laughs> double. That's why they sing it. Ron and Hermione will end up together forever. This
0: (laughs) this is my other question: is our prophecies only like like big, big ticket items?
2: Susan Bones will fall in the
0: shower
1: tomorrow and break her arm. Albus Dumbledore is gay. Tomorrow, Professor Lockhart will wear lilac robes. (laughs) Harry Harry Potter will have a son named Albus Severus.
2: Everyone's like, that's not happening. Everybody starts booing. It will happen tonight. And
0: Harry's like, excuse me, what? And she goes, hey, girl boss, would you like to
2: buy into my MLM? Have you ever heard of Nexium? (laughs) Um, This Justin, this tea is the best tea you'll ever try. (laughs) 50% off if you sign up right now and I'll give you 10 to sell yourself. (laughs) You can be just like me and have
0: it all. (laughs) Welcome to Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials, a show where we delve week by week into each chapter of the Harry Potter series.
2: Hello. Are you already recording?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, that was so quick.
1: (laughs) Hi.
0: She said she wanted (laughs) to
2: record. She didn't. (laughs) Allie doesn't (laughs) have
0: time for pleasantries. So what happens in (laughs) Cat, Rat, and Dog?
1: (laughs) Get to it. Let's go. Um. Oh fuck.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no, my Nam June bookmark. Okay. Um. In Cat, Rat, and Dog, Sirius Black reveals himself. To to children. Yes, Adam. He <laughs> is a flasher. No. <laughs> no. I don't even joke um, about it. I do just want to ask your opinion on something really stupid, which is how do you feel about the order of cat, rat, and dog? Do you think it's weird, the order? I think it's kind of weird. See, I wish that she had either done alphabetical, reverse alphabetical, or like best to worst. So like dog, dog, cat, rat.
2: I was thinking smallest to largest, rat, cat, dog.
1: I just don't understand. This is the least important thing. I don't actually want to, do I, I, I know I brought it up, but do I actually want to talk about it? Not really. Let's I just talk about wanted, it for 30 minutes. I just wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to mention that I think that logistically, I'm just curious as to why she chose this order. It's an interesting order to me. Um,
0: I think, I think dog makes sense at the end because dog is the rule of three surprise because we've had so many cat and rat chapters so far. So cat you
1: mean so many cat and rat chapters,
0: like we've had so many crookshank scabbers interactions so far in this book oh, that to name okay. another chapter like cat Rat makes sense because okay. you would assume that this storyline is not done, but the dog being the rule of three surprise i I appreciate that I don't care what the chapter is called i'm gonna be really brave and say that i'm gonna no, that's speak what, that's my what truth I'm
1: saying. I'm i've never thought about even it even, until i just no. want to mention it it just it struck me um before i even started reading the chapter when i was thinking about reading the chapter not actually reading the chapter um so the last chapter has just ended and um Buckbeak has been brutally murdered and the the three of them are just kind of like standing there I will be honest I don't know why they're so shocked by what's happened like like why was it so out of the realm of possibility for I I think it's just like child naivete I
2: think it's that I just don't think they wanted to be there to hear that sound they're just like ugh.
1: So we were we were saying what I was saying. What I was making a really intelligent point about is that... Um,
0: when? <laughs> when the fuck did that happen? Every moment of my
1: life, Adam. Every single moment of my life was that... Who told you it, that? Scabbers... So who? who said that? Who, who said that? I, to who myself said that? in the mirror every minute of every day. Scabbers would have been safer to remain in Ron's hands than to try to free sprint away from Crookshanks. I don't know why he does this. And further, I don't know why I mean, we talked about it last episode. I don't know why he didn't leave Hogwarts permanently. Why is he sticking around?
2: Yeah, I remember that was kind of the last thing we mentioned on the previous chapter was like why is he hiding in Hagrid's hut when he has the entire world I
1: think I think that's that what's what's difficult with a couple of things in this book is that these people are made out to be like so um, strategic and smart about the things that they've decided to do in order to survive. And then they just make these really stupid decisions. And and it's like because they have to because otherwise the the plot of the the plot just wouldn't work out if they didn't make these stupid decisions. But it's like you can't have it both ways. So, yeah. but she did. Well,
0: I think this. I think this entire series is a lot of Joe thinking she can have her cake and eat it too. Unfortunately, is what we're realizing as we traverse. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I definitely question Peter Pettigrew's motivations and what he's doing in this book for sure. I think I have some other questions like that. I will talk about. There's just a lot of weird. I really like this chapter. I really, 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 really like this chapter. But there are some things where I was like, why are you talking this way? Like, just say what you need to say and stop being like a preamble to what I have to tell you. Here we go. Okay, but we'll get there. It's fine.
1: I also, so uh, Scabbers tries to run away from Crookshanks, doesn't. And Ron manages to recapture him and put him back in his pocket. But it says that he has that Ron was holding both hands held tight over the quivering lump. What pocket is Scabbers in that he's holding both hands to it like that? (laughs) Like, is it his pants pocket? And he just has (laughs) both hands over his pants pocket? Like his ass? (laughs) Or like the front pocket? Or is it like a breast pocket that he has both? Oh, yeah. A breast pocket.
0: What's going on? Oh, maybe.
1: Even but then, that's weird. but then, I, like think the the chapter, like- I think at the end of the chapter, I think at the end of the chapter, it says that he pulls him out of his his robes. So then, it, is it his robes? I mean, I guess that makes the most sense to have both hands. If like, if you had a cardigan on and it had a pocket,
0: maybe oh, there's right. like it, maybe the robes are like j- like some jackets where you have like an interior. Oh.
1: This one has something in it. <gasps> oh, my God. Buttons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
0: discovering this in the moment. Okay. Uh, like an interior jacket pocket. Maybe he put him. Could be. In tighter. It's a tighter tighter grip.
2: Could be. Well, in, it feels like in the books they wear their robes all the time. Like in the movies how yeah. they eventually end up wearing regular clothes from like this mm-hmm. movie onward. It seems like in the well, books it's like no robes 24-7.
1: I think it's like in the entire wizarding world, I think the idea was that they always have robes. Because in book one, when when Voldemort had his first downfall, everybody was out in the streets in robes.
2: Yeah. Right. But then isn't that kind of weird? Is
1: that weird to anyone
2: else that the kids wear muggle clothes? Like, I always thought that was weird. I was like, but everyone else in the wizarding world wears robes so wouldn't you think the kids would wear more robe like fashion as well
1: i think it's they they don't earn it until they go to hogwarts you have it's to earn their- your robe <laughs> But like <laughs> when they go to the quidditch world
2: cup they're wearing normal clothes you're saying like after they graduate hogwarts because they have That's- to
1: because <laughs> remember remember they have to wear muggle clothes oh, there's because muggles there right there's muggles there they own the campground
2: yeah, I guess I don't. I don't have another example in the books because I don't think she's as specific about it. But yeah, I mean, we. Don't, I don't know if we would even know the answer because Harry himself is living in the Muggle world when he's not at Hogwarts. So like, he of course he would yeah. be wearing Muggle clothes.
0: And we don't get like full descriptions of like what people wear when they're in like Diagon Alley or anything.
1: Yeah, where was Anna Wintour... Yeah. In the spring yeah. nineteen ninety-four season. Yeah. Where was I runway I, magazine?
0: I I <laughs> the robe thing is weird to me because I think she just did it in the first book as like wizards are weird, cookie, and then like kind of boxed herself in a corner. So then she was like, I will never talk about fashion in these books. Ever again, for as long (laughs) as the rest of the series persists.
1: Until we get to dress robes in book four.
0: Until we get to dress robes. And that's specifically like a weird thing. Which is like, a dress robe is just a fancier robe. So if you're
1: already wearing
0: robes.
1: A dress robe is just a robe that is made of silk. Right.
0: Which, we'll get to dress robes. But it's very strange. Ron's very... uh. Whatever, all the boys very like.
1: H- heaven gay, forbid gay a panic, man wear a dress. Panic, fear. Is there anything funnier than a man in a dress?
0: Oh God!
1: Ha
2: ha ha! Well, not in Britain.
0: Yeah, they love that truly. shit. They truly do.
2: We talked about this the one time we were talking about like how it's influenced the drag specifically in the UK. Yeah, like, none of them. I think, shave. We, they think
0: this was in the the um the. The Boggart chapter because Snape comes out in the draft. Yeah. I think we talked about it then.
1: Yeah, probably. Uh, So, listeners, I apologize for reusing my jokes. I I (coughs) promise to do better next time.
0: Unlike Joe, Allie (laughs) will promise to do better next time.
1: I I promise I will have fresh material for you next week. Speaking of Joe. I wish I
2: could ask her dumbass if she like actually knew that <laughs> Scavers was going to become Peter Pettigrew, but I know for a fact that she would not give me the honest answer. Yeah, like, she would. No. She would be like, "Yes, I knew of from course course the beginning." I yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "No, just like I would find it much more interesting if she was like, "No, I didn't know," but then when I started writing book 3, I was like, "You know what? Let me use uh, an uh, an eric an, an ericter an animal character i already invented
0: cuz it really does feel like it's book 1, it's book 2, and then it's books 3 through 7 because these were all written yes, with like one storyline in mind. And that's why i consistently said in book 2 she just threw in that that the diary was a horcrux because she was like, Shit, I have to tie book two in somehow.
1: You know what I think was the real missed opportunity here was not making was that Peter Pettigrew should have been Trevor the Toad. My <laughs> Trevor Pettigrew. That would and it would have made so much sense. That's why he was always running away and disappearing.
2: Honestly, I would buy into that a little bit more than fucking scabbers. Like the the toe element, I'm just like, did that? She did that, and then later she was like, oh yeah, and they only found a finger. Like I'm just, I wish I would know. I wish I could know, but I know she wouldn't answer honestly.
0: She wouldn't answer honestly, and it's okay even if it was like a hybrid answer where she was like, I had a feeling because she'd already come up with anime guy, so in book one, so we knew that that concept existed. Right. So, and that's fine. So, even to be like, I had a feeling that the rat could be a a literal rat, or a, I guess, a figurative rat at some point in the future. But like to not have it a literal figurative rat, (laughs) (laughs) but like to not have it fully fleshed out. But I even, I just think she's just so up her own butthole that she'd be like, no, it was planned from day one on that very train ride to Surrey. I had it all planned.
2: (laughs) It's not. What's the opposite of transparent? Obtuse. What's the opposite of transparent?
0: Opaque. Opaque. Opaque.
2: (laughs)
1: She's so opaque. So Ron has successfully recaptured Scabbers, uh, but no time for victory because what happens, Sirius Black in dog form runs at them pins harry to the ground and bounces off bounces off and i know i don't know where that came from doesn't he (laughs) what does he say a great does he say great spectral dog an enormous pale eyed jet black dog okay i also can't say i have to say like Dog. Dog. Like, I can't, I can't say it any, like, it's, it's subtle, but I can't say it any other way. Like, I don't know how else I would say it. Feel like I'm your cat. I'm your dog. Dog. Um. So, Harry tries to, to stand up and save Ron because the dog has attached itself to Ron and is dragging him away. And then, as Harry tries to go after them, he gets hit in the face. And what hits him in the face? The Whomping Willow.
0: The Whomping Willow.
1: Whomping Willow. Miss Miss Whumping Willow herself. Here's what I can't understand. Thick.
0: She thick.
1: She thick as hell. Here's what I can't <laughs> understand. Girl. So we like Harry, a thick bitch. Harry realizes. <laughs> Is that took that... cheek, mama. Oh, my God, <laughs> there's a part of me.
0: And you I... know, you gotta touch, you gotta touch her spot to make her shiver.
1: Oh, true. Adam, what do you know about that? Um, I have read <laughs> articles.
2: <laughs> um, I read Come as you
1: are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I. So they they see he sees that Ron is being dragged through this like hole under the tree that the the dog is dragging God. him under the under the tree. We was, <laughs> every someone says "hole," we love a hole. Anytime someone says "hole," and. Ron tries to, to cling with his foot onto the, the root.
0: Hot. <laughs> foot. <laughs> Sun feet picks bay.
1: Control yourself. Guys, we would mute Adam I'm if we text, could, but we can't. I'm gonna text yeah. RJ and make him take your beer away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get RJ in here. <laughs> he is trying to pull Ron. Ron in his effort to not be captured, uh, breaks his leg.
0: And it, visceral. It's a visceral. The way she writes that sentence is horrendous.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can like. Uh,
2: I know. I know. also
0: the the other the other writing thing that we the we breezed by at the beginning was the sun. It was a bloody sunset. Yeah, I was like, all light. right, Joe. Mm-hmm. She she said, I'm also Calm a down. poet. I don't know if you were aware.
2: <laughs> There was a moment, too, where Harry, there's, I think she said Harry wiped blood out of his eyes. And I was like, ick. ick. No, thank
1: you. Gross. I just, I didn't need that. Yeah. Hermione's like, we've got to go get help. What? We got to go get help because the, the Whomping Willow is, is attacking them. I can't understand here why she's not using a Mobulus. We know she knows the spell. Well, Why is she up. not
2: using it? Doesn't one of the teachers eventually use that on the Wamping Willow too?
1: Yeah. I think it's Snape. Or yeah. it might be Lupin. It's, it's Lupin. I'm pretty sure it's Lupin. Let's fact check when we get to that chapter. But I'm pretty sure it's Lupin. Um, if it's not Lupin, listeners... Um...
0: Don't tell Here's what I don't understand.
1: I don't know what I'll give you. There is a spell.
0: Okay. What? I don't even know if I should talk about this yet. There is a spell that pauses the whomping willow and you don't even have to do the thing where you tap the root or whatever. I
1: know. I know. Yeah. So
0: then what the fuck is the point of planting the... I... Yeah. It's
1: always, you know, you got layers and layers Um, so, uh, so Hermione's like, we need to get help. We need to get help. We're not going to be able to do this. And Harry's like, well, if a dog can do it, then I can do it too. Which actually Harry, you can't. I just think also over the, fact- the dog is big enough to eat Ron. I was like, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. I just Harry don't doesn't over- know anything about dogs.
0: <laughs> yeah, he
1: really doesn't. I just can't get over the it fact it was a
0: bear. <laughs> it's like Harry he describes him as the wrong animal this entire book, and the you find out he was bear a, he was a black bear. He was a bear the whole time. <laughs> he was like so serious. Why did you turn into a dog? He was like, "It was a fucking bear. What are you talking about, <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> dummy? Get out of your house. Learn a book."
2: I just can't get <laughs> Learn over that. A book. <laughs> Learn a book, just one. Front, front to back, learn that book.
0: learn a book that's a that's my campaign slogan for twenty twenty four Learn a book Adam Noacker, learn a book
1: I just can't get over the I fact <laughs> I've said it like six fucking times, Adam, Jesus I Christ, I just cannot get over the fact that they couldn't wait thirty seconds. <laughs> For Dumbledore and Fudge to get there. Because at this point, they can't even be like, we're going to get in so much trouble. Because Ron has been taken under a tree. Okay? Why don't they're they just send up in red trouble? It doesn't, it doesn't matter at this point. Things have already gone to shit. And they they know that they're close enough that they were in a hurry to get out of the way. Wait 30 sec! Oh my gosh. This is such yeah. a hairy move to just be like, no, we got to go get him now. Honestly, um, Hermione's like, help, please help us. And as if in response, Crookshanks appears and weaves himself <laughs> through like a like a dog in an agility course, <laughs> yes, weaves yes. himself through the whomping willow and presses a little knot in the tree. And suddenly the tree goes still. And so they follow Crookshanks down, uh, drop. down the, the hole Sorry, I said whole again. Um, I also love to. I also love to. Hermione is like, How did he know how to do this? And Harry's like, They're friends. Just the way that he says it, it's just, it makes it sound so human. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they're friends. I saw them hanging out. Please. You don't know? They're each other's emergency contacts. (laughs) That line
2: always makes me like laugh a little bit to myself because I'm like, Harry, first off, you're saying this as if she should know, but you have never mentioned this to her. So (laughs) just the way he says it, I'm like, yeah, and and Harry, you're the only one that's noticed this and you haven't told anyone. So why are you mad at her?
0: (laughs) Well, it's also stupid because he hasn't even told them he's ever seen this fucking dog.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: He's so stupid, Harry Potter. you're a fucking imbecile okay it's
2: just, it's just a little weird to me, especially at this age. um like I feel like if I would have seen something like that, I would have like immediately at at breakfast if we went to Hogwarts, I would have been like, "You guys, I don't know if this is for sure, you know what I think it is, but I'm pretty sure I guess maybe this is why they layered the whole grim thing in there, but it's like.
0: Well, it's it's that plus it's like she's just reusing the same idea from book two of being like, in the wizarding world, if you hear voices you can't see, then you can be crazy. In the wizarding world, if you if you see the Grim, then it means you're gonna die. It's like the same like there's this wizarding lore that's attached to it that Harry's like very concerned that other people will find out about.
1: I'll be honest, just me as a person, I would never buy the fact that seeing a dog would be an omen for my death I would be like I'm sorry no dogs are too good there is not a dog in the world that is going to give me an omen for my death I refuse to believe this and if this
2: is the way I'm gonna go let it be from a a giant fluffy dog thank you
1: (laughs) if I have to go then at least I saw a dog immediately (laughs) before my demise exactly (sighs) so they're they're following crookshanks down this tunnel. And uh, Harry's like, <laughs> Harry's <laughs> Mute like, your fucking, self again. <laughs> you know, this is on this is on the Marauders map. But Fred and George said nobody knows where it goes. So they follow it and they get to the end and they're like, oh, my God, it's the Shrieking Shack. Uh, and they hear they hear movement upstairs. So they go upstairs into a bedroom and they see Ron laying on a four poster bed in pain and they run to him. And he's like, no, 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 it's a trap. He's an animagus. He's the dog, and uh, they turn around, and who's standing there? But a very long-haired, serious black. It says that his hair uh, hung to his elbows. That is such long hair.
0: That's long hair. Is
1: my right, my hair? Your, yeah, I was just gonna say, does your hair get to your elbows? Almost. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Just so uh, so Yeah. Sirius, yeah. It does. Serious black Sirius and Ari have, hair as have, long have yeah, mine. they have the same length of hair.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes. You better work, bitch. <laughs> Can you imagine like <laughs> the door open? <laughs> <and bread? laughs> or the, yeah, throw some bread. Throw some bread. The like door <laughs> like swings open, and serious black like does like a Jonathan Van Ness where he's
1: like. <gasps> <laughs> <open. Swing>. <laughs> 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 Ugh. Doesn't John the The right microphone way. couldn't take it. Hi, hello, my beautiful friends. <laughs> like, is be so getting curious? Yeah. It just seems to me like if this is a man on the go, he's on the run. For efficiency's sake, he's gonna cut his hair. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's gonna find a pair of scissors. He's gonna give himself a buzz cut.
0: But how how often is he in? How often is he in his? Human corporeal form.
1: i That's a, a question I don't know the answer to.
0: And if he cuts his hair as a as a human, does right. his hair as a dog get shorter?
2: Yeah. Does he have a little trim? Does he have a trim with a little poof on the tail? I'm just, just a poof. picturing Friedrich when he gets a, a fresh trim.
0: hmm Beard.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he keeps uh, the
1: beard but cuts all the hair. So, like, he just has the beard. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We don't know. We don't know how that works. But Sirius has revealed himself and he disarms them and takes their wands. And he kind of said he says to Harry, he's like, I knew I knew you would come do this. It's what your dad would have done. And it says the taunt about his father rang in Harry's ears. And it's like, Harry, not everything people say about your daddy is an insult. Why? Why do you take everything about him as an insult? He's just like, don't talk about my daddy unless you're saying something very specific and nice. (laughs) Oh, you look like your dad. That's the only thing you can say to me. Yeah, yeah. It says, for the first time in his life, he wanted his wand back in his hand not to defend himself, but to attack, dot, 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 to kill. And I'm like, no, Harry, you've killed before. This is not the first time in your life. And you know what? I would say, not only did you kill one Mr queer in his quarrel <laughs> but you're telling me that you wouldn't have taken the chance to kill Tom Riddle in book two yeah I mean you basically did kill the memory so yeah. this is, you could even say is a very homicidal preteen, and I think ha- that very
0: killed a portion of someone's soul. Yeah. And I think that's despicable.
2: <laughs> I mean, literally the, the situation with queerness, quirl is literally just like you you used your bare hands to murder a man.
1: Yes. You so absolutely did. So there's no,
2: I mean, Harry.
1: Harry. You can't get out of that one. <laughs> um, so Ron's like, if you want to kill Harry, you're going to have to kill all three of us. And then Sirius, my dramatic boy, my sweet, sweet darling boy says, "There'll be only one murder here tonight." And I'm like, "Sirius, honey, you're not helping your case."
0: No. Uh, this is when I start to get frustrated with this chapter.
1: I'm like, "My darling, I I understand that you have waited so long for this to happen, but really, you're not you're not doing yourself any favors."
2: This is what I'm saying, though, that these are the moments where I get annoyed with Joe. Like, it just takes me out so much that I'm like, Joe, come on now.
1: There was another way
2: of of doing that.
1: I I, honestly, though, I love it because I, I just I love the idea of Sirius Black being this like dramatic queen that has to make everything, you know, just has to make a scene about it. And he he can't. It has to be a whole show. And so Harry decides to just throw what little caution he had to the wind and physically attack Sirius Black. Uh, So he starts just fucking punching him. And I'm really I, I was really alarmed by this. I think that when I was a child and every time since that I've read this, I was just kind of like, oh, it was like a scuffle. But it literally says that he's just, like, punching whatever he can. And I'm like, I'm really alarmed by the amount of aggression you're displaying in this moment. Yeah. Truly, we need to do an evaluation because something's not right here. Honestly, honestly, if they had done some type of psychiatric evaluation, they would have realized he was a horcrux long before book seven.
2: (laughs) Yeah. They would have. Probably. Probably. (laughs)
1: Um, I do
0: also think this is like the danger of Of characterizing people as four different groups of people By being like, well, you're a brave one So then it's like, well, now I have to be brave in every circumstance ever So I can bring honor to my house No We are all multidimensional
1: Um so they there's a whole fisticuffs situation that's going on, a <laughs> <The> whole fisticuffs, <laughs> mm-hmm. which ends with Sirius on the floor, leaning up against a wall, and Harry basically like pointing his wand at Sirius, and he's he's standing there and he's looking at Sirius, and Sirius is is kind of like. <sighs> you're 13 maybe just take a, a breath you have a lot of hormones running through you yeah, I don't think a realize whore crux. What's going on. you've got hormones you've got horcrux um got it all and then Crookshanks leaps on top of black on top of his heart essentially to be like well you know I'm I'm going to human shield and Harry says so what if he had to kill the cat too and I was like Jesus Christ <laughs> Harry, what is going Psychotic. on with you? Ugh. Deranged. Just this, this whole paragraph. I'm just gonna read. The, I'm just gonna read this paragraph. It's on page three, three forty-two. Harry stared down at Black and Crookshanks. His grip tightening on the wand. So what if he had to kill the cat too? It was in league with Black. If it was prepared <laughs> to die trying to protect Black, that wasn't Harry's business. If Black wanted to save it, that only proved he cared more for Crookshanks than for Harry's parents.
2: And specifically your Ugh. dad, Harry. Like, <laughs> Crookshanks, how dare you be in cahoots with Sirius
1: Black?
0: Harry <laughs> is going to try to kill Sirius Black.
1: Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Uh, What
0: method? <laughs> Would he just
1: touch his face
0: again is that what we're gonna go yeah, for part like, two what do, do you have the do? basilisk uh, fang on you?
1: I'm like Harry what are you gonna do jelly legs jinx what else do you have in your arsenal at this point yeah. cheering charm the shit out of him <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: I'll make you laugh till you can't breathe
1: <laughs> I just
2: don't know what he was thinking <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. Also, this is his third year at Hogwarts, and I'm starting to question the Hogwarts curriculum at this point, because I'm (laughs) like, by no means does he need to know how to actually kill someone, but I'm just like, there is no spell to, like, call for help that they know. There is no spell for him to, like, like, the body bind curse. Like, they haven't mentioned anything like that. Hermione does that in the first book, though, doesn't she? Yeah. So he should know that one from her, but, like, I don't ever think him or Ron ever do it. It's weird
0: because of all the things I just there's such a thing about <laughs> about like spells where I'm just like, if the whole thing is learning a word and knowing what it does and potentially I guess knowing the the way you wave your wand for it,
2: yeah, how would we'll you learn a spell
0: a
1: day? what are we doing i what fear- are we doing? I think that what she doesn't do a very good job of articulating is I think that there's a lot of um there has to be intent behind it and so I think that's like the concentration bit of it is that you have to like have the right intent to to do it. Sure. And I just, I don't, I don't, and that's what I'm saying. I understand what you're saying, Adam. I just, I don't think that Joe did a good enough job explaining that doing a spell takes more than just saying the word and waving the wand. No,
0: I agree that that's probably true. We are fully arguing about this, but I, (laughs) we sound crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I will say, I just still think that like, they are at the end of their third year at Hogwarts. And they still, I obviously, yes, we don't go to class every day with them, but it just seems like we're not, we're not learning anything.
2: That's what I'm saying. We've learned.
0: Yeah. I just, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. They
2: should have more spells in, in their arsenal at this point, in my opinion. I'm like, think about, think about all the shit we learned to do at the age of 13. How much we knew at that point.
1: I think, I think it seems like she could have done it because the exams don't really seem comprehensive. The only comprehensive exam that seemed to have been was lupins because like Mm -hmm, for charms, you know, all they're doing is cheering charms. It's not like they're having to do, it's not like she's coming to the end of exam time and being like, and in their exam, they had to show proof that they remembered how to do this, this, and this, which I think honestly she could have done given yeah. her writing style i think that she could have mentioned those things but maybe she just was like i can't come up with any other things i've had it
0: <laughs> i i do
1: think what that, more do you want from me
0: i think there's also an argument that like most teachers until owls do end of year exams in just like it's it's the last exam of the year as opposed to like it's a it's a wrap up exam
1: Right. Comprehensive. That's
0: how it seems like it's treated by most teachers,
1: mm-hmm. which is
0: fine. I don't know. This is a dumb thing we're arguing about. I'm okay. ar- I am arguing about for no reason.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, I respect
0: Joe, and I think she did great.
1: Bye. Okay. Bye. Well, Harry is, Harry is standing <laughs> over Sirius Black, ready to deliver him his death when they hear someone, uh, downstairs and Hermione's like, we are here, please help us. Despite the fact that she has no idea who it is. It could be, you know, it could be somebody who's in cahoots with Sirius. But anyways, it turns out to be Remus Lupin. So Lupin comes in and he, and, and Harry, Harry is like, oh, I didn't do it. I could, I had the chance and I didn't kill Sirius. Everything from this moment on
2: in my opinion is perfect.
0: Oh, we disagree.
2: <laughs> really? I wish I- they would have done this word for word in the film. Every time I read this oh, part, oh, I'm okay, okay. so like invested in in this everything that's about to happen.
0: I I understand what you're saying. I agree with that. Do I get annoyed at the <laughs> This entire sequence of like a bad sitcom of people talking around each other and miscommunication. Yes. Because this is like one sentence would clear this up. One sentence. That's all you have to do. All you have to be like is Peter Pettigrew is your your rat. At the very beginning. It doesn't need to be this long drawn out. (laughs) I saw I was looking at the map and I was. That's not very theatrical. No, and that's why it's a book and that's fine. But I I I get annoyed those are these are like some of my least favorite tropes in like comedies when it's like oh someone heard something wrong like it's a it's a really classic sitcom trope and I get very annoyed by it cuz I think it's like kind of hack. So I always get like the miscommunication thing always frustrates me. It happens a lot in romantic comedies as well and it's always like ugh. Oh
2: yeah, ugh. yeah. That's yeah, just I me love being it. cynical. I love it
1: every time. So Lupin is like, where, where is he serious? And serious points at Ron. And Lupin is like, oh, my God. So you mean to tell me that you switched place and didn't say didn't say anything? Why is this the first that uh, someone, like, why has no one he thought of this, this before? Up. Yeah. Why is this the first time that idea has crossed someone's mind?
2: Because they, they were the only two that were actually... Present or like close enough to them to even think of something like that.
1: Wait, I, what? The se- who like the secret keeper was changed. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're talking curious. about. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. I, I'm just saying that because Lupin puts two and two together so quickly that I'm yeah. just like, why has this not been in the realm of possibility before? Is what well, I'm saying.
2: Twelve years later, when he sees Pettigrew's name on a map, he puts it mm-hmm. together which yeah.
0: he says he didn't he says he saw them go into Hagrid's hut. Is Hagrid's hut does Hagrid's hut not like once you pass into it you can't see who's inside?
1: Unknown. That has yeah, to be the case I, that which was is my Ooh. question.
0: This has to be why he was hiding in Hagrid's hut.
1: Oh, because well, he that would have case, known, that makes he sense. He would have
0: known he has the Marauder's map. Yeah, Peter Pettigrew had to know he had the Marauder's map, right? I-
1: how? Yeah. Just I like conversation Living? between Harry and Ron. From yeah. being the fact in the in the dorm room. Yeah, with and them. the fact that yeah. Scabbers is in Ron's pocket, like at okay. all times. Right. <laughs> Which right, right. then,
0: If I was Scabbers, if I was Peter Pettigrew, my ass would be eating the marauders map in the middle of the night. What are we doing?
1: Yeah, Peter, <laughs> your ass is grass.
0: Or throwing it into the fire. What are we doing? Peter. Yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Pietro. <laughs> yeah, Peter's dumb <laughs> as hell. Pet it grew Uh <clears throat> So Lupin very quickly goes from aggression to passion and hugs Sirius. And wow. Harry, Ron, and Hermione are like, what the fuck is going on? And Hermione's like, how dare you? I kept your secret all year long. And Lupin's like, okay, let's take a minute here. Just take a beat. And Hermione's like, no, he's a werewolf. And... um, they're like, oh my God. And she she makes I do love in this moment, she makes three accusations. She's like, um, he's been helping black into the castle. <laughs> she goes down the list. Yeah. Like, she, she's like, he's been helping black into the castle. He wants you dead, and he's a werewolf. And Remus is like, I'm sorry, Hermione, but one out of three for you. Like <laughs> Yeah. He has the tensions are
0: very high, but I have to
1: cut but the I, room. I, please, I must grade your performance in this moment, and and so Ron, Ron tries to like get up. And he falls back down again. And Lupin is concerned because he's a good person. So he goes to Ron and Ron says, get away from me, werewolf. And you know what? At this point, three strikes and you're out, Ronald. I've had it with you. You have been so insensitive in this book. And now you're saying, stay away from me, werewolf, as if this man is completely different just because you found out one thing. Honestly, Ron, honestly, you've let me down. You've let me down so terribly in this moment. I'm heartbroken by this. I can only imagine what it must be like for Remus. This is. The response of him Mm -hmm. just
2: like him, like just like freezing mid movement was, I was just like, Oh my heart. Like Mm -hmm. just that he's so accustomed to as soon as someone learns that about him. Like it's almost like a wall just like comes up in him. I was like,
1: Oh, I hate Mm -hmm. it. I'm so sad. I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, oh, Remus so Remus asks Hermione. He's like, "Well, when did you realize?" And she's like, "When Snape assigned the essay on werewolves?" <laughs> and did, and <laughs> right away, I did. Yeah, and Lupin's like, "Well, Severus will be happy that piece of shit." Yeah. Uh, and and um. He he's like, well, you know, Dumbledore knew, the entire staff knew, and they were okay with it. Uh, And then Harry, like, is like, well, he was wrong. You were betraying us the whole time, blah, 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 blah. And Remus is like, honest to God, if you don't give us one minute of your time where you're not just shouting indiscriminately because you don't understand a goddamn thing that's going on, please, I'm going to silence charm you. I've had enough. You're a child. Stop acting this way. I'm an adult. I know more than you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Things Allie says to herself yeah, to, about yeah, children yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Or to the students I'm going to silence
0: charm you. <laughs>
1: um, and so Harry's like, well, if you haven't been helping him, then how did you know he was here? And Lupin's like, the Marauder's Map, honey. And Harry's like, well, how do you know how to use the Marauder's Map? And Lupin says, because I am Mooney. Um, <laughs> like but, but like, didn't, in, like but real quick he, he's like because i'm Mooney. yeah
0: Duh. also sorry he goes but how did you know how to use the marauders map but didn't ask fred and george but how did you know how to use the marauders map like girl this is investigative journalism what are you doing <laughs> <laughs>
2: um <laughs> It's because he's older. He's like, oh, you're old. You wouldn't know how to work this. You don't
0: understand technology.
1: (laughs) So Lupin's like, well, I was watching the map tonight because I had a feeling that you were going to do something stupid. And surprise, surprise, you did something stupid. And I saw you leave. You went to Hagrid and uh, it was three of you. And then you left and it was four of you. I couldn't believe it. And um." Harry's like there was no one with us and Lupin's like well then I saw Sirius Black running at you and he took the two of you down the hole and uh let me see the rat and Ron's like why do you need to see my rat
2: I really like that line for some reason
1: what line the do you think I could have a look at the rat
2: yeah where it's just like do you think I could have a look at that rat just like kind of like has been on this huge train of thought, and then is like, Ron, may I look at your rat, please,
0: <laughs> Ronald?
1: Ronald, give me that rat. Show me the <laughs> rat.
0: Show me the rat.
1: It's like when a kid is hiding something behind their back, or when like the dog has something in their mouth, and you're like, "What is in there? Drop it. Drop, drop it. Drop it. The ra- well, <laughs> Because he's, like, pacing back and forth, and then he, like, stops and, like, narrows in on Ron. And I just <laughs> like the visual of that. Um. So it, Ron's like, I don't understand what this has to do with my rat. And uh, Lupin's like, well, he's a wizard. And Sirius Black says, he's an animagus by the name of Peter Pettigrew. Peter pet grew.
2: Pet It grew.
1: I roll, and that's it. That's the chapter. That's the. It, she ends on a cliffhanger.
0: All right. Well, that wraps up this chapter. Next week we'll be reading chapter eighteen, called "Moony Wormtail Padfoot and Prongs." So we do not have a review this week. Shame on all of you. However, we do have. Uh, we have uh, a new segment. I like to call. Feedback Corner. This is <laughs> Welcome to Feedback Corner. Really? Uh, this is from a listener named Colin. Feedback Corner. Feedback Corner.
1: Can we call it like Quibbler Quotes or something like that?
0: Quibbler Quotes.
1: Quibbler Quotes quick,
2: is cute.
0: Quibbler, quick quotes Quill. I like
2: that. Yeah.
0: Um, In this episode of Quibbler Quotes, Colin says, so as a sports fan, I'll lead with, because remember we asked like... um." Because we don't understand sports, we ask if other people do and how they feel about the, the Quidditch chapters.
2: Yeah, we were like, we're not, I was like, we're not sports people. Can someone that is a sports person let us know how they feel? Yeah,
0: so Colin says, as a sports fan, I'll lead with, it's really hard to write sports and fiction and keep it interesting. That being said, I think the movies do an excellent job with these sequences, primarily because of the visual components needed, with which I agree. Mm-hmm. In the books, it's always like an, oh, this would be cool segment, but in the three games, but in three, I'm sorry, the games start being used to introduce plot points rather than just, oh, damn, I need another chapter. Also, I always thought Quidditch was more like aerial rugby than soccer. Great episode this week. Now, Colin. You wanna
1: know, do you want to know what I all responded I to him? was great episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that as our review for the week. <laughs>
1: Thank Thank you. I can read. I can read you what I responded. Or we oh, please do yeah. it. I said. Allie's uh, like, "Fuck off." <laughs> <laughs>
0: How did you get this number?
1: <laughs>
0: please don't, don't contact ever me contact again. me
1: again. Um, I said. I said this is great perspective for us sports challenged folks. Interesting mm-hmm. point about rugby. Definitely not a sport that would be top of mind for us. You're totally mm-hmm. right about the visual component, though it really lends itself to film. I think the three of us would agree that the movie Quidditch scenes are much more exciting.
0: Um, so I agree. Uh, good job, Colin. Uh, if you were to ask me what the difference was between rugby and soccer, I would tell you that I have no fucking idea. So
2: rugby is more like football. Yeah, it's more like America. If you were to football. ask me
0: what the difference was between rugby and football, <laughs> I would say I have no fucking idea.
2: No um, pants. For rugby, the men wear short shorts. Hot. <laughs>
0: Cold. Hot. Hot.
2: <laughs> that's all I know.
0: Um, But yeah, that's fun. If you would like to send us more quibbler...
1: Quirk- what was that? <laughs> quibbler quotes. Quibbler quotes.
0: Quibbler quotes. We... And if we stop getting reviews,
1: yeah. we'll we're have to read some Quibbler quotes. Gonna, we're going to start sharing your, your personal communique with the world. <laughs> yeah. We're going to start
0: doxing you. <laughs> God.
1: Ladies Great. and gentlemen, Colin's phone number.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you, Colin.
0: You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that we can get a perfect newt score. Five stars only, or else your leg will be broken by the whomping willow. Also, if the snap of the bone break was that loud, it's probably breached the skin. Yeah disgusting.
1: Probably a compound fracture.
0: Compound fracture. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at HP Anxious, Instagram at HP Anxious, and YouTube at The Ampliverse. You can connect to us also on our Discord server. Check the link in the show notes. We are hosted (laughs) on Anchor, so thank you to them and are a proud member of The Ampliverse. Happy Pride. Check
1: them out at TheAmpliverse.com.
0: Pride is every month, Allie. Nope.
1: (laughs) It's July. That, that, that garbage is over. Thank you, Allie, and thank you, Ari. Thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and as always,
2: Knox. Knox.
1: Meax. <laughs> Don't make fun of my voice.
2: Building worlds. The
1: Ampliverse.